Welcome to episode 82 of Two Larrys and a Mike. I'm Larry Dowdy. And Larry Bly over here. And Mike, Mike is... Well, Larry, Mike just rode out of this place on the horse he rode in. <laughs> and there he goes. I would say he won't be back again. Good riddance. Oh, you want to explain my. that? Well, uh, this is going to be our final episode oh. of Two Larrys and a Mike. Oh. Um, we have had a wonderful time doing it. Oh, it's been terrific. We uh, And thank you for putting up with us uh, in the episodes. <laughs> I think we're close to 8,800 listens <sighs> in three and a half years. Wow. Yeah, but it has been an awful lot of fun. I'm going to miss yeah, it every yeah, two, well, couple of weeks. Well, we, you know, we, gathering together here in the old studio and we can, a couple of laughs. We can still laughs. go out, have fun. and No, uh, we can't. No, okay. <laughs> no, we can't. <laughs> but anyway. But uh, we do appreciate you uh, putting up with the nonsense that we try to cram into this podcast. Well, you know, I always say uh, all good things must come to an end. Mm-hmm. And uh, good, goodness knows you and I have been on radio and TV and show business and even the most fun things and most successful things are sooner or later. But just remember, bad things don't come to an end soon enough. That, well, that is true. <laughs> Can I quote you on that? Sure, go ahead. <laughs> that's show enough true, Mr. Dowdy. It is. What that's, we, that's my thought for the day. <laughs> what are we talking about today? We're talking about uh, pianos, the 88 keys of rock and roll. Oh, my. And we're talking about some greats, too. Now, so. what, what about it? I mean, is, well, uh, are these songs that are especially, are these artists that are pianists or are these songs that especially uh feature i you know i the, I, the 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 way i looked at this the piano is never really associated with rock stars and yet it's very important yes it's indeed. very important i have a song start that way with the possible exception mm-hmm. of elton john who sits yeah, behind yeah, the piano yeah. through every performance yep. and is a terrific pianist and and possibly queen because yeah, uh, Freddie Mercury Freddie Mercury played the piano and he, he actually played on some of their big hit records. Yeah. He was a great pianist. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So anyway, we'll talk about the and 88 about, key uh, roles. And what about the, I'll think of a few others I know before <laughs> oh, I, I, I I had a list and then I just kept adding to it. So what we'll, about a whole lot of shaking going on? A whole what lot that of shaking, would not, what um, that be without Jerry Lee's piano? Well, it's true. I mean, he just brutalized yeah, the piano. Yeah, what yeah. about little Richard? Yeah, yeah, well, you're well, you're you know spot what? On. All right, okay. So we'll we'll, we'll get to all of that we'll in just a little bit. Right. Shall we get to a few birthdays? Yeah. Happy birthday wishes to singer Shakira, turned forty-seven recently. Graham Nash, eighty-two. Hard to believe. Howard Bellamy of the Bellamy Brothers. Let your love flow. Mm-hmm. Seventy-eight. Love huh? that song yeah. still. Uh, bassist Ross Fallery of Journey. Turned 75 recently. Guitarist Dave Davies, what a name, of the Kinks is 77. Happy 76th birthday to Alice Cooper, who just keeps getting uglier. (laughs) Singer Clint Black turned 62. Drummer John Steele of the Animals is 83. That's hard to believe. Singer Florence LaRue of the Fifth Dimension is 82. I didn't even know she was still around. Good for her. Uh, Bobby Brown turned 55 recently. Rick Astley, 58. Axl Rose of Guns N' Roses turning 62. Fabian, 81. Oh, my. I didn't realize he was still around. Sorry, Fabian. You know what? I didn't either. Uh, I thought he'd 
Going well, anyway. <laughs> Drummer Simon Phillips of Toto turned 67 recently. Do you think Axel's name is really AXL? Do you suppose that's a real name? Axel? Do you think I don't it know. Is? It's a neat name if it is. It's a neat name, yeah. but it's not even spelled right. <laughs> <laughs> Singer Garth Brooks is 62. I love Garth mm-hmm. Brooks. He's something. Composer conductor John Williams, 92. 92. Can you believe that? Whoa. Wow. Uh, Motley Cruz Vince Neal turning 63 recently. Carol f- King, 82. I feel the earth move beneath my feet under my feet well whichever way to go is barbara lewis 81 country singer travis tritt turning 61 recently tt to all of us who yeah, know him cheryl yeah. crow turned 62 <laughs> kelly Rowland, member Everybody. of destiny's child mm-hmm. 43 michael mcdonald the doobie brothers 72 china phillips of wilson phillips 56 mm. Uh, Peter Gabriel turns 74, and Rob Thomas, a Matchbox 20, turning 52. 52. Want to do a little music history? Uh, yeah, before we do that, we'll have to break for this commercial. Uh-oh. All right, Bob James. It's Rock and Roll Funnies. I hope you're doing well today. This portion of The Real Show is being brought to you by Bartles and James Brown Wine Coolers. Hello, I'm Frank Bartles, and this here's my partner, James Brown. As the weather starts getting too hot... We hope you will reach for one of these. New Bartles and James Brown Wine Cooler. It tastes good. They come in three funky flavors. Gravity Grape. Get down. Crime of Passion Fruit. And my personal favorite, Papaya. Papaya's got a brand new bag. It'll get you off faster than a big city lawyer. And a single pack serves six to ten, just like James. <laughs> New Bartles and James Brown wine coolers. The cooler cooler, made in the cooler. Now behind bars everywhere. <laughs> and, uh, thank you for your support. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good oldie but goodie. That is, that is classic. I can't remember how many years it's been since Bartles and James even advertised on TV. Do they still exist? I guess they do. Well, I don't know. I don't know. know. <laughs> but, I don't know. Okay, what else we got going on in well, music history? Our music history, 41 years without the legendary Karen Carpenter. Oh. She sadly left us back in February of 1983. It was actually February 4th, 1983, uh, at the age of 32. Truly one of the more beautiful, beautiful voices mm-hmm. in uh, rock history. Fleetwood Mac released Rumors 47 years ago. That didn't seem possible. Uh, Dr. Pepper Park presents the ultimate Fleetwood Mac tribute show's Rumors on July 26th, by the way. probably be pretty good. I think it probably will. Yeah. All right. Are uh, you ready for a little podcast news? Mm-hmm. All right, oh. Let's do some podcast news. Sure. All right. Go rock, for it. Rock and Roll Hall of Fame has announced 15 nominees for its class of 2024. Uh, Mary J. Blige is in there. Mariah Carey, Cher, Foreigner, Dave Matthews Band, uh, Oasis, Lenny Kravitz, Ozzy Osbourne, Sinead O'Connor, Sade, Cool and the Gang, and Peter Frampton. How about that? That's quite the list. You know, it really is, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Apparently, half of Michael Jackson's music catalog has reportedly been purchased by Sony Music Group for at least $600 million. I'll bet you Mama's smiling. You know, Mama <laughs> still controls that estate. She must be 85 years Catherine? old. Catherine? Catherine Jackson? Yes, Catherine. Uh, re- she outlived them all. <laughs> According to the BBC, the deal also uh, includes tracks by other artists uh, that have been acquired by Jackson's uh, My Jack Publishing Group, including hit songs from Ray Charles, Elvis Presley, oh, 
and Aretha Franklin. Ooh-wee. Congratulations to Tracy Chapman. Boy, this was a good performance. She's mm-hmm. the first black woman in history to have the sole songwriting credit on a number one country hit. Thanks to Luke Combs, who did a great job of that song, Fast Car. Along with her, that was a great performance. Yeah, it really was. It really, right. really was. Also, uh, Tracy Chapman's Fast Car reaching number one on the U.S. iTunes charts after that live performance with uh, Luke Combs. And Luke's not too much to look at, but well, I'll tell you, he's a very talented man. It, you you nailed that one for sure. Uh, speaking of the uh, 60s. Which part uh, of it? I, well, it's, it's <laughs> like I have room to talk and well, much me, to look at. Me too. I'm sitting in front of a mirror getting my hair cut the other day with those <laughs> stupid lighting overhead, and bags under my eyes, and my jowls flopping around. And I thought, good Lord, turn me around. I can't stand looking at this mess much longer. Uh, speaking of the 66th Grammy Awards that uh, CBS aired on February 4th. How about 80-year-old Joni Mitchell's performance? She was fabulous. I love me some Joni Mitchell. Uh, Sitting in that big chair, and she had that almost a scepter. (laughs) It was a cane that she kept. Don't get so close. Yeah, Uh, But, of course, she she was singing uh, Both Sides Now with Brandi Carlisle, and she wrote it, the song, Both Sides Now, and always wanted to perform it, but I guess Judy Collins made it her own back in 68. And I got to see Judy Collins perform it live at the uh, Harvester Center a couple of years ago. That was a great show. Oh, I bet. It was her, her guitar, yeah. and a pianist. And I thought, how excited could Judy Collins be for 90 minutes? And you know what? It was a great show. Really? She talked a lot about all the people she knew in the business. Uh-huh. It was just a wonderful show. Oh, that's good. Yeah. That's good. And uh, one more note from Grammy Night, Billy Joel performing his first new song in 30 years. You know, it's just good to hear The Piano Man, which ties in well with our episode this time. Yeah. Taylor Swift been in the news a little bit. Just a little bit. <laughs> just just yeah. a little bit. Uh, apparently, she gifted her entire team luxury bags and more from Cartier, Louis Vuitton, after winning her fourth Album of the Year win at the uh, 2024 Grammys. Well, I tell you, she's everywhere. I think I passed her on the way into the studio <laughs> the other day. I'm not sure. She seems to be everywhere. Flying flying overhead, I think. And hey, what do you think of Usher? His performance. I always like Usher. I mean, there was certainly enough energy there. Well, you know what I did think was really great about the performance? What's he that? managed to combine so many genres of music. He had, yeah. he had a, a high school band, I guess, or a college band mm-hmm. out there. Mm-hmm. I mean, who but I could, could do that? Do hip-hop yeah. and a band yep. and all kinds of music and i just i thought it was pretty neat i yep. thought it was pretty neat you're, you're exactly right he uh, usher reportedly got paid 671 dollars for for the super bowl halftime but he's going to end up making ready for this over a hundred million dollars in streaming sales concert tickets and endorsements on the back end. Now, why was he paid six hundred and seventy-one dollars? Uh, First of all, the I, price I, of a hot dog. Everything I've read, ever, uh-huh. is that no one gets paid for the halftime show. I had heard that they had to pay whoever. No, no one to gets, be able to perform. I don't know what this six hundred seventy-one dollars. Yeah. Why one dollar? You know, I, I don't. I don't know. <sighs> 
What do you think about Bonnie Raitt coming to the Berglund Center? I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. I, th- I think, you know, I could be convinced to go see. I love Bonnie Raitt. Mm-hmm. I do. Uh, the, the tour is called Just Like That Tour. Mm. It's going to be at the Berglund Center on Friday, November 15th. Uh, special guest is going to be James Hunter. And uh, I say that's going to be a pretty good show. Now, here's something I don't understand. Okay. Season four of Only Murders in the Building on okay. Hulu uh-huh. will be set in Los Angeles instead of New York. And I guess that's going to start streaming soon. Do we know? Uh, I saw something. Now, Hulu hasn't confirmed it, but they're saying it will return in late summer. Well, here's the other thing. I now, noticed. whether that's 2024 or 2025. We already know who done it. <laughs> The last show I thought was going to be the last show because it told you who did it. Yeah. But I guess being that they're changing buildings, maybe there's a whole new murder in the building. Could be. I don't know. It's good. It's Could a good be. show, folks. If you've not watched it, it's worth your time. It's a lot of laughs. It's, it a really is. What three seasons so far? Yeah. So, uh, wow. It's uh, it's great with Steve Martin, uh, Martin Short, and Selena Gomez. Right. Who would ever thought those three would be together on one screen? But it and the guests. The guests they pull in for only murder is just awesome. All right. Now, before we get to that. Oh, oh. Because this is our last podcast, mm-hmm. I just brought back a couple of things that always made Larry and Larry laugh. And Gary Owens is one of them. What does it take to become a radio announcer? Oh. Well, actually, it takes many things. <laughs> Do you own your own voice? Can you say six silly words without laughing and mean them? Do you have a lot of money? Well, if so, you qualify for enrollment in the Golden Voice Announcer School. I'll bet that you'd never guess from the sound of my voice that I am actually a 67-year-old deaf-mute woman and that only nine short years ago I heard a commercial just like this one and was inspired to climb out of my deathbed and enroll. In addition to announcing, our voice training course will teach you to impersonate TV and motion picture stars like this. Howdy, partner. I'm John Wayne. Or, <clears throat> howdy, partner. I'm Natalie Wood. <laughs> <laughs> always like Gary Owens. That's funny. So he, that's, he was always great on Laugh-In, too. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. He was terrific. But he was a great disc jockey. You oh, know yeah, that, don't yeah. you? I mean, he was yes, a indeed. top-rated disc jockey in L.A., I think, for yes. a while. Yes, yeah. he was. So we're going to talk about the 88 Keys of Rock and Roll. Uh-huh. Great songs with piano. And uh, there are a lot of them. There really are, like Little Richard I mentioned mm-hmm. earlier. Mm-hmm. Tutti Frutti. Well, about right. anything Little Richard did... He was pounding away on the piano. Sure. So I forget who it was. I think it was uh, Jerry Lee was said to somebody one time, "You ought to play. You ought to play uh, the piano like Little Richard. You know, he only hits about every three bright notes, but he plays so fast nobody ever notices." <laughs> I thought that was funny. Billy Joel, of course, is the piano man. Sure, he is. Fast Domino is so good. How good is he? He was so good. He's Uh not anymore. That not only did he play piano on all of his hit records, Mm -hmm. but he was a session man on many other people's songs, too. And just call him and say, Fats, Antoine, Mm -hmm. what you doing this afternoon? He said, well, get over here and play the piano as backup. And he would. He would go to the studio and and did backup playing for a lot of people. He enjoyed doing it very much. Yeah. Yeah. Carly Simon, You're So Vain, mm-hmm. Anticipation. You probably I, think this song's about you. Well, uh, you know what I learned just last night? And I probably knew it, but I'd forgotten about it. The song Anticipation, she wrote that song about Cat Stevens. You I thought that? she wrote it about 
James Taylor. No, no. It was Cat Stevens. She was waiting for him to show up for a date, and he was running late. (laughs) And so I guess, you know, sitting there on the couch, uh, grabs a pad. I think I'll just write me a quick song. The rest is history. And then she made money all over again when they used anticipation for the uh, ketchup ketchup commercial. commercial. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, by the way, there is an awesome video of Carly Simon doing uh, That's the Way I Always Heard It Should Be. Mm-hmm. And she's performing in Grand Central Station. Oh. And it's on YouTube. So if you haven't seen it, check it out. You know, when I think of Procol Harum, I can't even say it, a whiter shade of pale, I don't uh-huh. think about piano. I think I about don't the, either. It must the, be hidden in there somewhere. Well, they played the organ at the beginning yeah. of it. It's an yeah. organ intro. Now, the Animal's House of Rising Sun, there again, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Bill Weathers, Lean on Me, I yeah. don't know. Yeah. And, of course, Ray Charles was always playing keyboards, yep. be it the organ or the piano. Yep. Yep. Hit the road jack, Georgia on my mind, et cetera, et cetera. Do you remember the piano in Riders of the Storm? Yeah, it's oh, at the yeah. beginning. Oh, it's absolutely. at the beginning. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a nice tinkly sound, mm-hmm. sort of uh, replicating the sound of rain. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah. That's true. Derek and the Dominoes doing Layla. Jim Gordon credited with playing the piano, the piano coda, as it was called, uh, on the track. Supposedly, his girlfriend wrote the piece, the piano piece at the This is the long version of Layla. Uh, wrote the piano piece. Girlfriend? Hmm. Rita Coolidge. Oh, okay. <laughs> that makes sense. We mentioned Freddie Mercury in Queen. Mm-hmm. Uh, he played the actual opening of Bohemian Rhapsody. And uh, during his concerts, he was he stayed behind the piano a lot when he wasn't dancing because he was a great pianist. Oh, yeah. Elton John's Tiny Dancer. Oh, Tony Danzo. Yeah. <laughs> Your Song and Benny and the Jets. Benny and the Jets, probably the most. He just bangs the heck out of that piano. Bonk. Yeah. Yep. Bonk. Bonk. You know. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jerry Lee, we've mentioned Great Balls of Fire and about right. anything else he did because he everything he did was at the piano. Booker T and the MGs, I don't know. That's that's Green a, Onions. Well, he would tell, he played the organ. He didn't play. Well, it's eighty eight well, keys, and, and that's well, that's actually, what I was going to ask. Some it, organs is one hundred and fifty. Well, keys. That, that's true. <laughs> All right, there we go. <laughs> so it's not just a piano. Uh, Leonard Skinner's Free Bird uh, would fall in this list. Fleetwood Mac, Don't Stop and Hold Me. I guess Christine McVie. On uh, on piano there. Now, you know, Leon Russell was a piano mm-hmm. player. Yes, he was. a darn good one. He played not only, well, he played Lady Blue as his song, mm-hmm. but he also played on a lot of other yeah. people's but Don't songs. forget Tightrope. Oh, yeah. That was yeah. a real good piano yeah. piece. Yep. Bump, bump, bump. That mm-hmm. nice paw. Yep. Michael McDonald, I guess, would fall in somewhat in the category of Elton John. Pick a song that he didn't play keyboard. Yeah, he's on. definitely a keyboardist, that's yep. for sure. I got to see, uh, I didn't get to see him at all. <laughs> I got to see him live. I but would not, love to see him. I got to see him, but only in a restaurant <laughs> where I showed him to. Remember, I, I was in Charlottesville, <laughs> and he was right. playing, and he walks into the restaurant and stands there waiting for somebody to take him to a, and there was nobody working. I <laughs> Finally, I got up and grabbed the menu and says, I know who you are, and I'm going to seat you in the corner over here <laughs> so you have some privacy. And by the way, here's a new newspaper he loved me didn't tip me he didn't give me a tip at all well you didn't take his order but he he was playing at 
the uh, at the big theater, the old theater there on. Uh, but that wasn't why you were in Charlottesville to see him, right? No, is there to see an, another show? <laughs> that funny. Glad you didn't tell him that. Sticks, come sail away. I guess it uh, featured pretty good keyboards. Oh on yeah, that one. there is a show on Hulu mm-hmm. called Death and Other Details. All right. I think it's going to be a ten episode thing. They were actually singing "Come Sail Away." The other night. Oh, really? Yeah. If you haven't seen it, well, make sure the the chillin' are in bed at night, okay? But uh, Death and Other Details, kind of an old-fashioned mystery series Hmm. on a cruise ship. And what is that again? uh, It's it's on Hulu, Death and Other Details. Hmm. I'll have to check that one out. Uh, Bonnie Tyler's Total Eclipse of the Heart falls in this category of um, 88 Keys. Heart alone. Bon Jovi, It's My Life. I know this group is one of your favorites. Super Tramp? Mm, I love Super Tramp. And yeah, they, the, the, uh, the piano plays prominently on a lot of their mm, stuff on bl- that Bloody album. Well Right, um, Breakfast in America. Of course, Carol King spends all her time behind the piano. <laughs> yeah. And she was, I feel the Earth Move is probably the great piano opening of all time. I got to see Neil Sedaka live Mm -hmm. in uh, Las Vegas a couple of years ago. And he put on about a two-hour show all by himself on stage. And he moved from one keyboard to the other. He's (laughs) he's an amazing guy. Yeah. Yeah. Paul McCartney, pick one. Let it be. Hey, Jude. I still like his piano playing on Lady Madonna. John Lennon's. Oh, blah, dee, oh, blah, da. Uh-huh. Imagine. I, I, I never, I never real, really knew. I think John Lennon liked Oh, blah, dee, oh, blah, da. No, I don't think he did. But it's funny because it does have a good it piano. Does, it does have an excellent piano in it. Mary Manilow, of course, is a pianist, and uh, it features heavily into just about all of his songs. Well, think about uh, Could It Be Magic? It's there, very yep. prominent. And, of course, Mandy. Annie Lennox, Walking on Broken Glass. Nora Jones, of course, she uh, is, and she has that very special sounding yeah. uh, piano that she plays. Yep. Mark Cohn, Walking in Memphis, would be uh, there in that list. Love that. How about Donald Fagan of Steely Dan? Fagan is a pianist, isn't he? Yes, he, he does. Is. He plays yep. keyboards on, yep. on, on all mm-hmm. the Steely Peg, Dan stuff. Do It Again, Black Cow, yeah. all great songs. Have you uh, forgotten about Three Times a Lady and Lionel Richie? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Would be there. Bruce Hornsby in the range. The way it is. is. Oh, yeah. Okay, so. There you go. That's a pretty uh, good list, don't you think? That that is a pretty good list, but I know we left something, several, I'm sure, off when it comes to the uh, the 88 keys of rock and roll. Okay, Lair, time for a pop quiz. Okay, I'm ready. That's popping all over. Uh, the hit record, uh, that's enough. That's enough for the popping. Stop it. <laughs> the hit record, okay. down at Papa Joe's, okay. was about Papa Joe's strip bar in southeast Roanoke. Is that true or false? And you don't win anything because we're all out of prizes. False. You're absolutely correct. It is false. Despite a writer from the Roanoke Times so claiming in an article a couple of years ago, mm-hmm. it ain't so. Hmm. Down at Papa Joe's by the New Orleans-based New Orleans-based Dixie Bells mm-hmm. was a number nine hit on the Billboard charts in 1963. Wow. The gold record. Why would there be a gold record? 
is still on the wall of the original Papa Joe's in New Orleans because I saw it personally myself with my own eyeballs. Whoa. And I asked the people who worked there about it, and they looked at me like I had crabs crawling up my face. I don't think they'd even noticed it, much less knew what it was. But now a lot of people here mm-hmm. in Roanoke thought that it was about the local strip bar called Papa Joe's, right. which I never went to, by the way. Being the upstanding Just heard person, about it, right? Being the upstanding person I am, besides they're out of business by the time I got it. Anyway, they WRV used that song down at Papa Joe's uh-huh. in their local commercials, okay? And except for that, there was no connection. But because of that, yeah. a lot of people thought that that song was about our local Papa Joe's. Nothing whatsoever to do with it. None whatsoever. And for those of you listening who don't know what Papa Joe's was, was uh, asked your grandfather. Yeah, it was a ta-ta bar. Let's yeah. put it that way. Okay. okay. Can we just, we can say that? Yeah. Right? Yeah. Right? Yeah. I think, okay. Yeah, we're good. When we've done this for the last three and a half years, we've I've always liked to drag in some Stan Freeberg. We enjoy oh, yeah. Stan. He always yeah. did a lot of good comedy commercials and mm-hmm. what have you. Mm-hmm. He was hired to do TV and radio spots for a lot of clients, really big ones, national ones, and they were always fun. Uh, especially this series that he did to promote radio sales, which, by the way, was only run on radio, which is like lifting yourself up by your bootstraps, wouldn't you think? Anyway, here's one. I'd never actually used this particular cup before. I understand it. uh, This person came into your home and stole all of your radios. Every radio I had to my name. Including transistors? Yes. Well, he left me one earplug. I'll say that for him. Well, did he take anything else? Just the radios and a couple of pieces of fruit. I see. Well, what? A uh, banana and two Kadota figs. Mm-hmm. I don't deny him the fruit. No. Are you and your husband going to replace the radios? Well, and... we'll have to. Arthur is late for work because he has no radio to keep reminding him of the time and traffic conditions. Mm-hmm. I have nothing to keep me company while I work around the house. Sure, I can imagine. We have a ten-room house. We had a radio in every room. Uh, then he stole all ten radios. Eleven. Eleven. He also stole the car. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was just terrific. That's what he did very well. By the way, I think uh, that's the voice of June Foray, I'm pretty certain, who made a career of doing a lot of funny voices for radio and TV and even cartoons. Uh, uh, for instance, she was the voice of Rocky Raccoon on Rocky and Bullwinkle series. I was, was not done aware by of June that. Foray. Yeah. And she famously did all the witch voices on the fractured fairy tales on that show. <laughs> and in fact, in her biography, which I actually have and ran a few years ago, uh-huh. um, she claimed that she could do a dozen or more witch voices. <laughs> Angry witches. Happy witches, if there is such a thing, by the way. The angry witches you have to look out for. And others, including the famous witchy woman, <laughs> which I made up myself. But anyway, <laughs> I think that's who that was. Uh, she was a great voice person. She good really stuff. Shall we get to a few uh, obituaries? Yeah, sure. Let's, got, uh, let's, let's do shall that. we kick it off with country music? Don't say kick off Well, when you're doing death. That's a good point. That's not a good thing. Uh, country singer and Oklahoman... Toby Keith passed away on February 5th following his three-year battle with stomach cancer. What a shame. He had so many great country songs. And, and in the time I was able to play country music from um, You Shouldn't Kiss Me Like This, a Red Solo Cup, Made in America, Don't Let the Old Man In, uh, I Want to Talk About Me, Should Have Been a Cowboy, American Soldier, Beer for My Horses. 
with Willie. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I and I can't leave out his incredibly patriotic songs, courtesy of the Red, White, and Blue. Uh, Toby Keith, known for his love of his country, our troops. He'd performed for military personnel overseas. Uh, also, one of the first people to help launch Taylor Swift's how about that career? Wow, yeah, yeah. Um, he had forty-two top ten hits, thirty-two number ones, sold more than forty million albums. Toby Keith was sixty-two, way too young, and a true American patriot and country music icon. While his uh, family and friends and fans will certainly miss him, he did leave a huge legacy. And mm-hmm. his family, he left a wife and a couple of kids. Yep. Sadly. Yep. Uh, will probably not want for anything as his estate is estimated to be in uh, a little over $300 million. Wow. Bob Bedwards of NPR Bob fame. Edwards. Bob oh, Edwards yeah. of Morning yeah, Edition yeah. has died at the age of 76. We used to call him Bob Bedwards because <laughs> that's the way he said it on the air. He died of bladder cancer and various yeah. heart ailments in Washington, D.C., where he made his home mm-hmm. and where he uh, worked for years at NPR. I discovered, by the way, researching him uh, the other day that he actually worked in the news department at AFKN Radio, the very same American Forces Korea network that my good friend John Mike Elder and I worked while we were in the Army, while we were in Seoul, Korea. By the way, the news department for radio and TV was in a separate building (laughs) from the radio and TV studios. Uh Uh-huh. So I never actually saw inside the building where the news was written and delivered. Isn't that a funny thing? Yeah. yeah. I suspect that Bob Edwards there was there either the year before or the year after John Mike and I were there. Okay. Because we're all the same age. But he wasn't there when I was there. He was not my newsman. So anyway. Anyway, it was sad that he's gone. By the way, he was constantly fighting with his producers at NPR. And do you know why? He said he didn't like interviewing politicians. He says they're predictable and boring. (laughs) So he was constantly fighting them over that. Isn't that funny? Uh, Here's another one. Henry Fambrow, the last remaining member of the original Spinners, has has died at the age of 85. The Spinners were formed, by the way, in 1954 and had big hits like could it be I'm falling in love? Mm-hmm. It's a shame. And I'll, great song. I'll be around. Oh, yeah, those yeah. were all great. And I'll be around was the other one. Except he's, he's not going to be around, ladies and gentlemen, because, <laughs> well, he's gone, ladies and gentlemen. He's it's, in rock and roll heaven. He's in rock and roll heaven. Yeah. That's true. And this just in. Okay. All right. Bill Post has died at the age of 96 after a long and successful life. Bill helped invent and develop the Pop-Tart a concoction that allows kids to eat a sweet dessert for breakfast. <laughs> After he developed the product, by the way, he then went, he had to go on to help develop the manufacturing process to turn those little babies out by the biggest <laughs> So he invented that technology. Uh, and here's the sad thing. Oh. Bill has been buried three or four times, but he just keeps popping back <laughs> You knew that I was going to have to go for the lowest common denominator one last time on our... <laughs> <laughs> Our podcast just keeps popping back up. <laughs> oh, oh, gosh. I've got some fake news if you're ready for some fake I'm news. ready for some fake news. You're ready for anything after that, right? <laughs> uh, as if the real news isn't bad enough, <laughs> I've got fake news today. Because I often um, access The Onion... Yes. The satirical newspaper of note mm-hmm. online. Mm-hmm. Now, all of a sudden, I'm getting fake headlines on my re- regular 
daily feed on my phone. <laughs> so the other night, this is funny. So the other night, popping up on my cell phone news feed during the Super Bowl was the following headline. Okay. Travis Kelsey gets down on one knee at midfield during the Super Bowl and proposes to Reba McIntyre. <laughs> and I thought, that can't be right. There's something wrong about that. And then there was another one. I like this one too, Larry. Let's get a little more news here. Okay. The Chiefs, the team, uh-huh. walks six miles to stadium after the bus driver refuses to pay $125 for stadium parking. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what's funny? People can comment on these things uh-huh. on my newsfeed. Yeah. And there are so many dumbbells out there that every time they post something ridiculous like this, get all, get their backs up and get all <laughs> mad about it and say, oh, this fake news. I can't believe how dumb people are in the news business. But it's a parody for yes, it's a yes. parody, all right? Same thing with uh, Babylon B. Same idea as The Onion. They'll come up with, I mean, it's it's funny. Here's another news flash, oh, by boy. the way. They just keep coming. Now, this one's real, okay? okay. All right. By the way, the next two are real, including the last oh. one that, that doesn't sound real at all. Jazz musician George Benson has announced his cancellation of next summer's touring due to age and health concerns. Benson's uh, 80 years of age. He has toured doing his jazz and soul show. Two big hits, Masquerade, remember that one? Mm-hmm. And yeah. Give Me Give Me the Night, remember that? Yeah. They were played That's regularly uh, on Top 40 Radio back in the day. Yeah. So anyway, George yeah. is hanging up uh, the old vocal oh, cords, wow. sad to say. Now, this one comes under, this is unbelievable. A 200-foot radio tower in Alabama, radio tower, okay, was stolen and has gone missing without a, tra- a trace. Taking down the AM station with it, and they also broke into the station and stole all the equipment. The crime left the station's radio manager and police blown away and confused. He says, I have tried all weekend to figure it out, and I just can't do it, says Brett Elmore, the station's general manager of WJLX AM radio station in Jasper, Alabama. I have been in radio business around it all my life, professionally for 26 years, and I can say I've never heard of anything like this at all. He learned uh, of the theft of WJXL's tower last Friday. (laughs) Now, you would think that maybe a listener would call in and say you're not, I mean, nothing. A landscaping company went down to do some work around the tower. I've never known anybody to gussy up a tower, have you? And no. when they went to clean up the property, they said there was nothing there. <laughs> Elmore believes the thieves stole the tower to make money uh, selling the metal. Well, no kidding. <laughs> um, whoever was on the air, would they have not known? Or was no one on the air? I have and a it funny was just feeling. Voice track. Well, or satellite. I think it probably must have been. was. Yeah. yeah. It would cost Let all, that be a lesson here, to you owners. Oh, here's the other sad part about it. Oh. <laughs> it says it would cost $60,000 to replace the tower. Uh, so they've done a money, uh, they, they've actually done a fundraiser. Yeah. And thus far, they've raised $766 of the 60000 I would say even the <laughs> listeners have fallen into a great malaise with this radio station. Doesn't sound like it was a terribly popular station, Larry. Uh, definitely doesn't sound like it was very popular. <laughs> Maybe you and I could each give a couple of bucks to help uh, them put their yeah, talent Yeah, sure, sure. You know? Yeah. You know? 
pocket full of quarters. Yeah, that's way so. Anyway, that's all I got. That's it. That's and it. that's literally it. Uh, as we mentioned oh. at the beginning of the podcast, this is our uh, our final episode of Two Larrys and a Mike. But we do appreciate you uh, uh, listening. And, uh, Mr. Block, we appreciate you uh Every couple of weeks. And you as well, Mr. Dowdy. I think we've had a grand time. We have. We have. Uh, Mike, it we was have a labor of love. We have determined in three and a half years, Mike is worthless. Yes. He's uh, left the building, and that's the end of Mike. So there's no more <laughs> <Yes>. Mike. <laughs> we do appreciate you listening to episode 82 of Two Larrys and a Mike, wherever you get your podcasts. If you like it, share this podcast. Just click on the share button. Thank you for listening. To two Larrys and a mic. I'm Larry Dowdy. Larry Bly. So long. Toodly do.